Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Last week, we started our journey, our list of specific tips on how to crush your slow. The theme was the attitude of an emergency medicine student. And if you missed that episode, it is important you start there to get tips one through five. This week, we are continuing our discussion on how to specifically crush your slow. And this week, we're going to talk about that elusive trait, patient ownership. In future weeks, we're going to cover history, exam, patient presentations, stuff that you might expect more on what's important to get a good slow. But if you want to actually crush your slow, much, much more important than those things is that you need to demonstrate ownership of your patients. Program directors say this, you need to own your patients. And ownership starts the moment you walk into the room with somebody all the way through to the end of that shift. Ownership, and here's the thing, ownership isn't like a task or a phrase or a specific thing that you can do where it's like yes or no. Some checkbox that like your attending marks off that instantly gets completed and the attending thinks this student has shown ownership now. Ownership is really more just the the summation of a bunch of small but high-yield tasks and skills and actions and phrases that your attending won't notice until it kind of evolves into an overall ownership vibe, that vibe that the patient sees you as their doctor, and maybe not even them. The patient is looking to you for explanations, that your name is the name that they are calling out when they have questions or when they need a blanket, yes, it is okay to get your patients blankets. When your attending walks into the room and explains a plan, you want that patient like giving you that side glance for confirmation. When the attending walks in to update them, you want them to say like, yeah, Zach told me that a few minutes ago. The patient thanks you when they leave the department but forgets the attending saying that the attending is the man or woman behind the curtain and that you were their actual doctor. That's ownership. Why is ownership so important? Not only does it improves patient care, which is like number one, uh, that's our number one priority at all times with these episodes, and not only does it force you to kind of pay attention, very close attention to what's going on, what your attending is doing, and what they're kind of thinking, so that you can explain things to the patient, and in doing so, you're going to automatically learn tons about how to do this job, and not only does it take some of the patient management burden off of your attending or resident, the biggest reason to do this, in my opinion, the biggest reason to get good ownership of your patients is that it's going to help you crush your slow and get into an emergency medicine residency. Again, when the patient walks out of the department and thanks you by name in front of your attending, home run. So this week are five specific tips on becoming your patient's go-to person, their doctor, how to take ownership. These are things that in addition to your history and your exam that you are doing, these are things that you're doing with the patient prior to even your presentation to the attending. And you're setting yourself up, again, as your patient's kind of number one advocate, their their actual doctor, even though you're not a full-fledged attending yet. So here we go. Tip number six on our mega list. Use your name. This was our first tip last week as well. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that specifically your patients know 
your first name. This whole strategy this week hinges on your patient knowing you better than they know anybody else in the department. Name, 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 name. I'm doing this tip twice. Last week was kind of just as a general concept on your rotation. You want people to know who you are. But this week, specifically with your patients, walk into the room and say, hello, my name is Zach. I'm a medical student. I'm working with Dr. Whatever. And then show them your badge, like show it to them so they can visually see your name too. If your name's hard to pronounce or foreign and and you know who you are, if you have a, a difficult name or if you have a thick accent or something, maybe come up with a nickname or an abbreviation. Make it easy for the patient to remember your name. Compare it to something. For example, a buddy of mine, his last name is Cheerhart. And it's spelled T-S-C-H-I-R-H-A-R-T. There are literally two vowels. When people see that name, that's difficult for people. It was hard for me at first until he said, it's like cheer, cheerleader and heart, like your heart. Cheer, heart. You got to get your name memorable and into your patient's mind. It's the first step to taking ownership. And then after you, you do your history and exam, when you're leaving the room, Remind them of your name again. Again, my name is Zach. I sit way over there. If you need anything, just ask for Zach, the med student, and I can get you literally whatever you need. Name, 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 name. That is a key component of our strategy this week. You want your patient to know your name. They're going to meet 10 people in the next hour, and they're going to feel confused and lost and like, what's going on? And your name needs to be the one thing that they remember. You need to be their, their lighthouse, their ally, the one person in the department that they know by name, say your name, say your name, say your name. Tip number seven is you want to play the role of the informer. This is such a huge patient satisfaction thing. It's good patient care. It helps you seize ownership. And, you know, again, like it's a huge, huge patient satisfaction thing. It's on all of the press gainies and all this stuff and all that kind of stuff. The survey asks like, how well were you informed about your care? How well were you informed about your diagnosis? How well were you informed about delays is a big one. And it's for good reason. Imagine you're sitting in a room and you're thinking you're dying for three or four hours, not including triage time, and you're just desperate to know what is going on. It sucks and it's scary, but you need to be that informer because this combined with your name is kind of a super powerful one-two punch in helping you seize ownership, becoming that lighthouse in the storm for that patient. I want to introduce a concept here called scripting. You want to speak the concepts that you want your patients to feel and things that you want them to remember. And you say these, these terms over and over and over. So like I was saying before, you are scripting your name. You are saying your name over and over. And now you're going to script the word in this concept of informing, updated. Use those words repeatedly in front of your patient. If you have any questions at all, if you want an update, just ask for me. Ask for Zach, and I'll run right over. I want to make sure that you stay informed. Use those exact words. I want to keep you informed about everything that happens today. Is there anything I can explain or clarify right now? Perfect. Let me go to the attending. Again, my name is Zach. It's nice to meet you. I'm going to do my best to keep you informed today and say it a bunch. Say your name. Become the patient's informer. And not only are you going to improve their experience, you are going to become and take the role of their doctor, ownership. If they ask for something and you don't know, say, Hey, that's a great question, actually. I don't know. 
I'm going to go find out myself. I'll inform you as soon as I know. Again, my name is Zach. I'll come back as soon as I find find out. Inform, inform, inform. Tell them you, Zach, the med student, will be the one that keeps them informed and then keep them informed. That's ownership. Tip number eight, similar. Become their comforter. Other than finding out that they aren't dying, nothing makes the patient happier than being wined and dined and pampered while they're in the emergency department. And since your name is the only one, then like the only name that they know, go ahead and take all of that good juju and likability and just take it. Seize it for yourself. Be their number one comforter as well. Script. Is there anything I can do to make you more comfortable? And then when they ask for blankets, find them nice warm blankets and tuck them in and you give them the remote and say, would you like me to ask the attending for anything to help with your pain so that you're more comfortable? Comfortable, comfortable. You want to say these things. I want to make sure that you're comfortable. It's okay if you need something. Do you want a Tylenol? Can I get you a Tylenol at least? If the patient is parched and they aren't going to need like imminent surgery or sedation and they aren't actively dying, give them some, give them some ice chips. They don't, you obviously don't do this if they're like, obviously like full blown, like nothing by mouth, but be that person who sneaks them some ice chips. Like it's a little secret between the two of you, not meals. You're not doing full drinks here. A little bit of ice chips is like almost never going to hurt somebody unless it was like really obvious this patient was going to go to surgery. And then you gave them some ice chips and someone else walks in and they see them, you know, don't, don't do that, but do what you can to keep them comfortable in script. I want to keep you comfortable. Is there anything I can do to make you comfortable over and over and over? Any questions that I can clarify for you? Anything I can explain better? Again, my name is Zach if you need anything. You're taking ownership. Tip number nine is speed. And I'm going to kind of take this from two separate angles here. So first... This is the third and final thing that your patients love more than anything. They love being informed. They love staying comfortable in turkey sandwiches and things like that. And they love having things move along as quickly as possible. Huge patient satisfiers. If it's busy, that's okay. Just tell them and say, hey, to be honest, we're getting crushed today. But my goal is to get everything done for you and get our treatments figured out as soon as possible. It's going to be at least a few hours, but I'm going to do everything I can to keep things moving fast for you. I promise. Tell them that. This is also a good trick when patients don't want to be seen by a med student or are wondering why you're there and they've been so impatient, they've been waiting, and then it's you and you're just a med student, right? Use speed to your advantage. Tell them, hi, my name is Zach. I'm Dr. Whoever's med student. She's the supervising attending today. She's really, really busy, so I came over here just so I can get things moving for you as quickly as possible, and then she'll be with you shortly. Boom. They'll let you ask whatever you need because they like things moving along. And then when you walk out, say, I'm going to go talk to Dr. Whoever right now and try to get things going for you so that we can get you home as soon as possible. Any questions I can answer or things that I can do to make you more comfortable before I step out, again, my name is Zach. I'm a med student. This is how you do it, you guys. I do this as an attending. I don't say Zach. I'm I say I'm, my name is Zach. I'm one of the attendings. But patients will remember you. They, they will kind of seize opportunities to see you. That is what you're going for. That's ownership. Eventually, if you do this with every patient on every shift, it's going to get noticed. The second part to this, speed really isn't just like a big deal from like a patient satisfaction perspective. So I don't want to just address it from that viewpoint. Generally speaking, 
the time spent between handing you a chart until you present back to us is essentially all a delay, usually, in patient care. Because I can't really place orders or all of the orders or begin treating the patient or most importantly decide in my head what their disposition is going to be to move the department until I see that person for myself. And I can't really see them until you're done because I want you to do things independently. That's part of learning. So your speed is actually very important to me as a resident, as an attending. It impacts patient care and it's something that your attendings and residents do notice if you take too long. Generally speaking, what your goal should be is about 10 to 15 minutes from touching that chart to presenting is about reasonable. And that assumes that you're coming out and you're giving a good presentation and you know your stuff. And we're going to cover kind of how to do that efficiently in upcoming weeks, especially for those of you who have trouble uh, spending too much time in the room. 10 to 15 minutes is kind of a good number, but there's an exception to this. And this one's really important. Patients who are ill, they're sick. They are in actual severe pain. They have unstable vitals. They're diaphoretic. They're sweating. They're stroking. You need to walk your ass out of that room and grab somebody to see the patient because those 10 to 15 minutes do actually like really, really matter to that patient. And the way you do this is you walk out and you say, hey, Dr. X, I might be overreacting, but this patient seemed kind of sick to me because... X, their blood pressure is low. They seem kind of sick to me because they're writhing in pain on the bed. And I just wanted to let you know, I still need to go back and complete my history and exam though. It definitely seems like it's going to be an interesting case. Is it all right if I go back and keep talking to them? Speed. It matters to your patients and it matters to your attendings. Tell the patient that you're there to keep things moving efficiently. Don't spend too long in the room to, with them, 10 to, 10 to 15 minutes, and walk out if they're critically ill. Just walk out. And then the last tip this week, tip number 10, this one's a little bit, a little bit different, but this is like, just would be great if med students did this. So high yield is use the translator. So here's the deal. Most departments have some method of translating for patients who don't speak the primary language. And this is, you know, more or more so as you get up, you know, into to rural situations or the Midwest and things like that, where you, you definitely like a lot of the attendings and the residents don't speak multiple languages. So usually the translator is like a phone type setup and you want to learn what that is. You want to learn how to use it and use it. And nurses can show you this too. If it doesn't necessarily have to be like an attending or resident that shows you how to use this. Everyone knows how to use the, the language line, it's usually called. And here's the deal, because translators take a lot of time to take a history with, because you have to say something, and then the translator says it, and then the patient says, what do you mean? And then the translator says something, and the patient says something, and then the translator says something to you, and you ask the follow-up question. It's just a very long process of taking a history. But it's well worth it, because you can catch really subtle things. Not only can you do the scripting that we talked about today, but, you know, just as like a, another one that I thought was really interesting is like human trafficking, actually. A big part of 
trapping, uh, human trafficking patients, is is using that patient's language barrier uh, against them, and the trafficker will pretend to be family or you know a, a friend or a cousin or whatever, and they are gonna be like, no, it's okay if I translate. So if you have like a full fluent family in the room and they're translating like very well for like a first generation grandma and grandma's okay with it, then okay, sure, it's reasonable to have like the family translate because using the phone adds delay, which is bad. But if there's like any question at all, I think your attendings are going to be very, very impressed that you, and here's the key, without being prompted, figured out how to use the language line and didn't cut corners to get your history and use it on your, your re-examinations and things like that as well. It just, these things, the reason I put them on these lists today and made these specific tips is because these things demonstrate ownership. This is what you want on your slow. None of these things, saying your name over and over, being the informer, the comforter, the, the fast expediter, you know, using the language line, none of these things in and of themselves are going to get you a perfect slow by any means, an insta honor. It doesn't really work like that. But if you do all of them diligently, with every patient and on every shift, what it does is it shifts your overall vibe from a medical student to a rock star med student that takes ownership. It's a subtle, intangible change in just the attending's overall gestalt of your performance. You don't walk up to them and expect them to say, you did such a good job today getting that translator. You're not like looking for a pat on the back here. You're diligently doing this every shift on every patient, whether you get recognized or not. And I'm telling you right now, you did a good job getting that translator, even if it adds a little bit of time. You did a good job keeping that patient informed. You did a good job keeping things moving along. You did a good job getting things for the patient, blankets, keeping them comfortable. You don't need to look to your attending for verbal confirmation of that. I'm telling you right now, you did a good job. And, you know, kind of just... As a side note, rockstar med students, they don't really need people to tell them constantly about every little thing that they do well. They just give a firm handshake at the end of their shift. They drop the mic, as they say, and they, they go, it's a pleasure working with you today. I hope we can have another shift together again soon. Thanks for the teaching. And subconsciously, that attending is just like, man, that shift just, that student was good. I like them. Ownership. That wraps up this episode. I really hope you're doing well. I hope you have a tremendous success on your rotations. I care about you. I'm excited for what the future holds for you and what you're going to do with your careers. And until next week, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.